Hey, what's girl. up? Hey, Dutch. Hey, Ben. I'm okay. I'm 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 okay. Um, had death in the family, but I'm okay. So I'm in trouble. That's all I've been doing is Hey, Mercedes. Hello. Hi, Mercedes. Hey, Mercedes. Hey, Mercedes. That's Dutch. My bad. But that's Dutch, um, Mercedes. And Dutch, that's Mercedes. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Whew, girl, I was in here watching a anime. Watching what? Anime. Oh. <laughs> I'm watching like seven different things at one time. I, and I can definitely believe it. Okay, so being that it's nine o'clock, I don't want to keep us on here long. Um, probably gonna try to go like um an hour. So let's go ahead and chop it on up. So the first. Um, question that I do have is, where's this paper? There it go, there it go. Okay, so some questions have been asked and probably Mercedes probably already have heard or maybe answered this question. But here's a question that came to mind and this is what Kevin Samuels had said to someone and he told them that basically... <laughs> <laughs> he told them basically like they value basically depreciates as they get older and so the question is do you become more valuable as you get older or do you depreciate when you get older okay who going first <laughs> you can go okay cause when you pull me off the lot I only get better I don't know about nobody else because you just learn from your mistakes and you learn your lessons and you get more mature and you get wiser. And with the knowledge that you accumulate, you make better, smart moves. So you're basically saying if a, if a millionaire man was looking for a wife and he has a busy schedule, is it going to be a wise investment mentally emotionally and physically for him to go for a 22 year old woman because she looks appealing right now but she still needs lessons or is it mm -hmm. going to him to go for a 32 year old woman that has a bit more wisdom and knows her lessons she knows the value of that man which one is he choosing he's choosing the one that has more value that's why people be searching high and low for um antique uh porsche or uh you know bmws that you can't buy anymore you can't rep you can't buy those parts anymore because they yeah don't like make the old cars they because don't make they're, them. they're made with better value today most of the cars are plastic yep yep and welcome shan hey shan shan that's hi shan <laughs> shan that's dutch dutch i mean and shan that is mercedes um but hey, I, are you? I, I, I feel the same way that you actually feel though, Shan. Um, I don't feel like that we depreciate as we get older because when we do get older, we are getting wiser from our experience. Mm 
and it was just like why would you say something like that like do you feel like that you depreciate when you get older because maybe you can't get up no more like I don't I I I didn't get it it was just like okay we don't depreciate I think that we do get wiser and when you get wiser that's that's value to me it is um what you think Dutch I am a 1967 Chevrolet Impala, and if anybody has something to say about that, you can KMA. <laughs> okay, because I pull up on your ass like supernatural. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I feel like men who say stuff like that have never had a genuine woman who understands that when you're in a relationship with someone, it's an equal mutual agreement of submission between the two of you. Men don't want to bow, and women are not going to take your disrespect. So there becomes a dynamic issue when it comes to being in an equivalent relationship because men have basically been taught all their life that she's a sex object, but that she should stay a virgin. And that's where all this bullshit comes from. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do believe that women don't depreciate as they get older. And like I said, I'm a 1967 Chevrolet Impala, okay? You can't just be up and doing the most. <laughs> okay. And I have to look look at me writing this down. 1967 Chevy Impala. Park, literally. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, let me go see what this call it like. But no, um, I'm going to play this message and then we can continue um, with Mercedes. Give me. Let's see. Hello, hello, hello. This is your poetically, spiritually talented Pelters World 91. What's going on? Convo with, I can't see the rest of your name, um, Dutch <laughs> Twisted, M. Right, and she gets it. Uh, I'm sorry because I don't see the rest of your names. But I was lying through Stereo Streets and I came across your live ladies' night girl talk. I like that. So, like, what are we speaking on? We're just, uh, is the audience just chiming in, just saying stuff? Um, oh, okay, Poto. Um, nice meeting you and thank you for dropping by and um leaving that message. Basically, it's just gonna be random topics discussed. Um, if you feel as if you know you have something that you may want to say or even get up on the stage with us. I'm calling this a stage. Um, you're more than welcome to do so. Um, and so we're going to get back into the conversation in Mercedes. Do you become more valuable as you get older or do you depreciate? In my opinion, I feel like everyone gains value over time. Um, wisdom gains so many other things. Um, young people do have more of an opportunity to make a change in society because our days are, you know, being counted as being older. But um, I think we still have some strongholds on the foundation of life the older we get I don't, I don't think we'd appreciate it at all okay i guess all of us got you know the same type of meaning and that's cool and i love it because we all should be on the same page is that if any woman feels as if that she's going to depreciate when she gets older i feel like that's possibly more of possibly insecurities or a self-esteem thing so yeah, we are valuable women as we do get older because, again, we do learn. Um, are you, here go the next question, are you able to raise your standards higher than your ex? You should. 
Absolutely. Yeah. That's why he's an ex. Right. And and that's another thing, like if you're not able to step above your ex, then why are they your ex? You know what I'm saying? Unless they chose to dip then that says there's something about you that needs to be worked on. And I think you should have breaks with yourself um, when you do break up with different people because you need time to, you know, take off that layer of energy that you had to carry Mm -hmm. within that relationship and figure out what are the good things you wanted to keep that were good in that relationship and what are the things that you haven't experienced in from that last person that you just like, okay, I know that's not for me. That's why I say the older you get, if you have a hundred friends in your twenties and you get to 30 and you still have those same a hundred friends, there's something you're not doing. There's work you're not doing because the older you get, your friend circle gets smaller because everybody Mm -hmm. and adults on a different level. And a lot of people are not meant to grow with you. So your filter system when it comes to friends, family, and romantic relationships and even business has to get smaller and it has to get better. And if it's not getting better, then you need to be by yourself a little bit longer. Oh, shoot, Shane, you you just blew me away, girl. Like, yeah, like, for real, like, I feel like your standard should be set higher than what your ex is. And that friendship thing, you you explained that very, very well because I, I'm just over here like, yes, in my head because that's how I was. And that's crazy because I was just thinking about that like a couple of days ago um, and just thinking about the, the type of friends that I had and how basically how they felt off. And with them falling off, I'm looking at the progress that I have done. And I'm also looking at the progress that they have done as well. Um, They have progress, you know, in life. And I felt like that the way that I progress is because I did let go of some things. So, yes, me personally, I do feel like that you are able to raise your standards um, higher than your ex. Because, again, like Mercedes said, he's your ex for a a reason. Um, And what you... Thank Dutch. Um, maybe I'm not the best person to ask for this in regards to a relationship because I feel like I have a tendency to outgrow everyone, and after a while, it becomes annoying. I don't know if that's like a life thing, but I feel like to a degree, everyone that I've ever dealt with has been a temporary person, and I run into that a lot being in bed. So it's just like. Can I even take you seriously enough to be in a relationship with you? And when I do and you change, how is that going to, you know, like, how are we going to go from here kind of thing? Because it's like, I'm starting to realize that certain things I'm just not going to put up with. And you can't talk me out of that. So Mm -hmm. it's like, like with my last relationship, it's just like, okay. This is cool and all, but there are certain things I'm starting to notice, and it's just like, I feel like, why did it take me this long to notice? But I don't think that there was something that I was meant to notice at that particular time. It's just one of those things you got to learn and, like, grow through. And I'm over it. I'm I'm just over the whole process. I don't want to be bothered. <laughs> I really don't want to be bothered. Yeah. With, like, nobody. Don't, don't even. And it's, it's bad because it's like, you know, 
I feel like when it comes to relationships, I would say good high percentage. I'm not going to give a specific percentage, but a good high percentage of the time, one person is always more interested in another, which can be a problem. Uh, it can in and be of a, itself. It can be a problem if the other person will be able to humble themselves enough to not let that person know a way of making them feel less than. Yeah. So, like, people always say, oh, um, women, you should be with a man that loves you more than you love him. That way, you know, you'll be in good hands. That's really not fair, but I understand why that was a thing back in the day. Now, I think the only way that a a relationship or a marriage is worth anything is if you equally, like, lust each other, love each other, want to challenge each other, and y'all really best friends. That's the only way that it's gonna have longevity. And if it's not that, I don't want it. Okay, so <laughs> define best friend because I feel like best friend is subjective to the person and their idealisms about what a friendship really what the best dynamic like, of a friendship really looks like. Okay, best friend for me with my partner is like um, you know, they come home from work or I'm at home, I've been dealing with the kids you know they have their own kids that you know we brought into the marriage also and we kind of like join in because I ain't anymore biologically and then mm-hmm. they let's say they came in our bedroom right now our bedroom right mm-hmm. I was able to open my legs up and be like look at this bump I had today look at it Doesn't yeah and they're gonna be like <laughs> yeah and, and, and it's not awkward right it's not this is the only person I trust to look at a weird bump in a place where I can't see. That I can't see, for real. And be like, oh, yeah, you need to get tested. They're going to keep it between us because we have that bond. I'm not sharing that with nobody else. Yeah. For like, me, that- a best friend is a little bit different because I feel like, to a degree, I can... And I've noticed this about myself, just, you know, like, being with people. And not in, like, in a relationship, way, but, like, just being in an environment, period. I've noticed that, like, because I'm detached, for me, I need my space. Like, I don't Damn. mind us being in the same room, but, like, do we have to talk 25-8? Do we have to be on the phone 25 Like, I do I need to stare at you all the time? Can I watch some anime? Like, can you get my space? <laughs> That is what it is for me. Like, I just, if you cool with that, then I think that it would be fine. But, like, that's the thing, like, for me, also. Most of the time, the people who, like, like me, like me, like, like me to a degree, it's just like, oh my God, all right. Is it they overbearing? want to be all up under me uh, all the time. And it's like, don't you have something to do? <laughs> like, I'm trying to watch anime. I'm trying to go to school. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. And you want to be on the phone till four in the morning. Like, I don't. Well, what are we 12 like well that's why i say to my friend <laughs> i have discussions about this all the time you have to find someone who is on your level uh personality wise and mm-hmm. life wise that yeah. either on your level or better right and then yeah. when i tell you hey i'm i really don't want to be around anybody you didn't do anything wrong i just need space for three days um, mm-hmm. call me if it's an emergency but other than that 
Like, don't just, bother me. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> Let or me I, binge out. It, like, or I wake up today and I feel shitty. You didn't do anything, but I'm in a bad mood. So just limit, you know, us today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I need that man not to be offended and know that I would still like to have some dicking later. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I mean, at first with me, like I was, oh, we up with each other. We're clean. And then next thing you know, boom, I'm just like, I don't, you, do you have any friends? <laughs> do you yeah, because to go I feel spend like... time with some, with some friends, like real friends? Like, do you want to go yeah. away from here for some hours? Allow for me to miss you, please. Right. Yeah. My thing is that like a lot of the times now, and I would say over the last decade, what people don't understand, seem to understand when it comes to relationships specifically, even in friendships. Because, you know, you'll have friends that is like you're in a relationship, but you're not in a relationship. It's just like you're an extremely best friend, right? There's a very, very thin line between clinginess and codependence. And people don't seem to understand <laughs> the difference. And I don't understand how y'all are 30-something and don't understand this. You know what it well, is? <laughs> you are my this... age, sweetheart. You should know. <laughs> Nah, it's, 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 you know, it's women older than 30 that, you know. Oh, believe me, I know. With that, yeah. and it's just like, oh. I've dated, and what's I've, crazy. The oldest woman I've dated was like 53, and I had to be like 20-something. Mm. Yeah. Hold on, wait. <laughs> yeah. I've lived a very interesting life. <laughs> I'll say that, to say the least. That's crazy that you say that because this dude just told me that he dated somebody that's 30 years older than me and I'm 35 and I'm just like, bruh, like, really? 65? I'm the real thing because my parents are 30 years apart and they were married for 13 years. For real? Yeah, like my dad could have picked my mom out in kindergarten. My, I mean, you my mom break. is 18 years older than me, so I can't judge nobody for what they do. If it works for you, and, and real talk, if you know whatever floats the boat, and he told me, you know, I don't like women my age because they simple minded and stuff like that. And I was just like, yeah, I hear that a lot, but you know, it is what it is. Um. But yeah, Mercedes, do you have anything that you want to say on this question? Are you able to raise your standards higher than your ex? Um, so far, I have with the guy I'm with now, but it took a while to get there to find somebody better than him, better morale, better everything. Um, that's pretty much it for me. I really have, don't have a lot of dating experience because I was married for a long time to one person. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you. You finding them to be, you know, yeah. older. I mean, not older, but you finding, you know, your your standards being higher than. Do you think with you being married and the person that you with now, do you feel as if that you have raised your standards higher between your like ex-husband? Okay. Yeah, I truly feel like I have. Now, everybody have, you know, their own little flaws and things like that. But mm-hmm. I truly believe that, like, no matter what, we can always find someone even if it's only a little bit better than the previous, based on life lessons and everything else. Because, I mean, if you were in an abusive relationship before, for example, you're probably going to see the red flag of a possible abusive relationship or narcissistic behavior or whatever he's doing coming way before it ever comes. Unlike when it 
originally happened to you. You had no idea what you were dealing with and probably succumbed to most of what he dealt. So, yeah. Time, okay. Time pretty much adds grace and knowledge, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you, 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 you've noticed a few of the red flags, whatever happened, if you've been through it already before. So, if you, yeah, if you do see the red flags, though, what are you doing? Like, are you, are you still trying to, you know, see it out? Nah, I'm too old. I'm 35. If I see something that's too familiar on the negative end, oh, I'm done. Okay. So, hold on. I don't know what just happened. The only thing I'm trying to see out is garbage. You said what, Shan? Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm trying to see outside is garbage. Let me see. <laughs> I'm just not going to deal with nobody in their bullshit. If you can't, if we, say, for example, if you and I have a conversation about something, like a negative behavior that's having an impact on our relationship. And you acknowledge that negative behavior, but then you be like, oh, but you know I am at red flag. You gotta go. Bye. Because now we're not talking about nothing. Because what the hell are we talking about? We're supposed to be, it's supposed to be me and you against the problem, not you finding a way to cop out. No. Right. Right, right, right. I agree. And that's another thing. If you're with someone that's not where both of y'all purpose is not a solution and y'all just want to talk about the problem then let's not do this right and the crazy part someone is going to accept that person for exactly who he is with all of his red flags I told my best friend today, I said, there's a fool for everybody and some people use the fools they got and some people leave those fools alone yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Absolutely. Right. I don't, and- even, want to, I don't even want to fool on my team because they are, there are so many possibilities with a person like that. You will Let- accept, if you'll accept anything, you'll probably do anything too. So. Right. And, and I, I feel like, you know, that's, I'm, I'm learning in regards with, like the red flags, like the dude, I'm gonna say, like on the dude that's trying to talk to me now, that's way younger than I am. I don't even know how to handle that, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, I see like his tweets and like his tweets be like, okay, I think I the vibe that I get is like seasonal depression, that's the vibe that I get. And it's just like, do I want to go through this? Do I want to keep pouring? Do I want to consider myself to having to always pour into somebody? I mean, I know that I speak every day that, you know, I am a healer, but it's just like, do I got time? Girl, better you (laughs) than me because I'm retired, okay? Born veil on college, don't bother me. No, I can't read like, tarot cards. No, ask me for no spiritual advice. Just get the fuck out of my face, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna like, lie to you. When, when Being you tell single, you're an empath, they be like, oh, well, keep no, I'm retired. Yeah, being single and not having to deal with any other human beings on that level is actually peaceful as fuck. So even though I'm in a situation right now, I am okay with going back to single if I have to. I don't mind. 
I like my peace and my quiet. And until I can find somebody that can be bring me the same exact peace that I feel when I'm alone, I'll just stay by myself. Don't right. bring the same exact peace. Beat my peace. Mm. Beat my. Yeah. If you can't beat me, and I don't mean like in a fight form. I mean like if you can't beat me being by myself and enjoying being by myself, right. you are not not gonna work out. I don't give a damn what you do, what car you buy, what kind of money you spend. It's not gonna work. It's <laughs> just period. not gonna work. Period. Hmm. And then I guess like just me. And my mindset, I'm I'm real to myself. I'm an extrovert when I have to be. I yeah. guess that would be more like antisocial, yeah, extrovert. That's how I am. And, and I think most of it is probably because over the years, you know, I've been a club promoter. I've worked, um, like I've worked at door clubs and waitressing and all that other kind of stuff. So I have to interact with people. But when I go home, I wouldn't care if I saw anybody else outside them doors other than my kids and my baby daddy and my boyfriend and my parents, maybe siblings, everybody else. I don't give a damn. I'm the same way like right now I'm in school for medical billing and coding and people be like well you work with people in call centers all the time how could you because at the end of the day when I go I'm not thinking about these people I'm at home and I'm watching anime or I'm watching manifest or I'm doing something that requires me not to deal with people on a general but you know what the people I deal with the people I don't even deal with the people in my house because they stay upstairs like, that's <laughs> I, like, if my uncle come downstairs and he speak, I'm gonna speak. But he already know before he bring his best his behind down here. I am watching anime, so please don't say nothing to me because mm. I don't want to talk. I don't we got a talk. message. Let's play it right quick. Give me just play a it, second. Hold on. This is a biased group. You won't even let me in here. Did you not? If- um, because it's called ladies. <laughs> Are you a lady? You can uh, you transfer from M to F, sir? No, because like I don't. I try not to, you know, do. But y'all be asking for it, and that's that's where you get this. Like, oh, she's an angry black woman because y'all do stuff like that. It's called he ladies night said, for a reason. He said, "Am I biased? Because we not let him in. Let me hold on." I think this new, hold on, yep. I'm not a lady. I just feel like we, I should have the opportunity to defend, you know, on behalf of men. Okay, so right, you want to speak for the men, but you can't defend all men. But I want to, I want to hear what he has to say on, on, on what part. So James, we're going to give you a chance right quick. But again, the title is <laughs> Ladies Night Girl Talk. <laughs> um, people. So let's see. Let's hear what you gotta say. Let me just. <laughs> <laughs> You're out on the real, oh. you know, girls. Just got a ladies' night jail just now. How y'all doing? We're great. Yeah, y'all. There's a lot of concerns, a lot of discussion going on. I was just want to put my two cents in if that's okay. But I don't want to okay. disturb the vibe. You know, I'm not gonna be disrespectful at all. Ain't gonna be none of that. Okay. okay. All right, so what was the last complaint? Somebody said something about when you come home, you don't want to be bothered. You got somebody all up on you all the time. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? That's the last thing I heard. Oh, that was, oh, no, that was I was just saying that. <laughs> oh, she did say that. But well, don't get started yeah, now. I, Y'all I, talking. I her, no, I just got, I recently am fresh out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind 
being with somebody who's clingy to a specific extent. But mm-hmm. I'm an int- I'm an introvert, and I'm an introverted introvert. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna be out and I'm gonna be social. I'm the motherfucker in the nightclub with their phone in their hand, and their headphones on, because I don't want to be bothered. So mm-hmm. like, I only came because so and so invited me, and they was like, you never go anywhere. So when I come home. Lay on my lap, shut up, watch anime with me. Like, I don't need you to talk. But I got, I was in a relationship with a person who wanted to be up under me all the time. And it was a long distance relationship, which made it worse. She was like, always wanted to be on the phone 25 8. Like, we don't have lives our own. I don't like but, that. I, I don't want to. You said she or he. I'm sorry. My phone is a little. She. Oh, it was a she. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. No, that's Good. really it. It was just like, okay, there's a difference between being clingy with somebody so, and being codependent. You're like super codependent on me to be in right, your face right. all the time, and I'm not that person. And I told her that before we started dating. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. for her to expect that out of me was just like, again. <laughs> yeah. So, so as a straight man, I'm gonna tell you, introverts are some of the best people made because introverts don't talk as much. They keep their stuff internal. They're very loving. You can depend on them. Like extroverts, they can get annoying real quick. I'm an extrovert myself, but I love introverts. But as far as the cleanliness goes, I mean, I had a girl not too long ago, and I thought it would wear off after a couple of weeks. Didn't wear off. It was the whole relationship had to be calling me 10 times. It, it, it's, I understand where you're coming from. It's annoying as hell. You know, I, I kept well, thinking eventually the honeymoon period will wear off. She'll get used to everything. Nope, 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 nope. Where are you at? What are you doing? Put mm-hmm. GPS tracking in, in the truck. You know, it was a whole thing. So, Yeah, well, like for the me, whole, the whole, the, like, you at work, be at work. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't that. It was more like you. It was like you know where I'm going. Like I'm going to my parents' house, and she called, and she, but what are you doing? I'm at my parents' house. Like I said, I was going to be, and then she would keep talking about with my parents. Well, I don't believe you, but show me a video. You know, put it on Facetime. I'd be like, I ain't doing all that. I'm hunting with my brother. I don't believe you. Show me where you at in the woods. I'm like, I ain't got time for that. Like, it's, 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 that's crazy, crazy people shit, to be honest with you, you know. But that's how but, that's how extroverts are, though, and I learned that being in a relationship with one, it's like, I need your attention right now all the time, every day, every five seconds. I need you to be, like, in the relationship with me to a degree that we one person. No! Like, no! That ain't, that ain't all all extroverts, but I hear what you say. I, I, that's, yeah, we're talking about the same thing, though. But let me ask you something. I want to ask yeah. you. So you only like girls. You don't talk to boys either. Or men, I should not, say. Not since... <laughs> Damn, how long has it been? <laughs> Let's just say this. I've always been gay, but I did go through a bisexual phase. It didn't last long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. And it wasn't nothing wrong with the guy. It was me. Okay. I don't want to take I, it down I, no, no dark... I'm one of those girls that, like, you see... <laughs> Your homeboy with the girl, you're like, you know, you're dating a guy, right? Like, that's that's who I am. <laughs> I'm not a girly girl by any means. I can do the girly thing. Okay. I can get girly, girly, but I'm a guy. <laughs> mm. Girl, you know, ain't no wrong with that. You know, mm. my only solution is if you bring it up to that person, usually it's going, it's going, it's not even a solution. It's going to backfire. So I don't have an answer for that. I'm not saying that anyone does. I don't know. I'm just saying when I brought it up, like, hey, you need to get up off me a little bit. That just made it yeah, worse. Yeah, it was a problem. Why? Yeah, yeah. You must be messing around, whatever the case. I'm like, no, I just, you just uh, upon me too much. Damn, but like, I, have I you know. ever heard of individualism? And do you got any? Because, uh. <laughs> I know with me the way I am as far as being like an introvert. I have 
again, you know, I have to be sociable in a lot of settings, but um, back in the day, I used to be a super extrovert. I swore everybody was my friend. And I realized from the thousands of friends I had back then to where I am now with maybe five, you know, I'm a total, total different person now. But really, honestly, society and its behavior is what made me an introvert. I don't fuck with nobody. I don't talk to nobody. I don't reach out to nobody. I mm-hmm. barely answer my phone. And it's because of how people are, family included. And mm-hmm. I have gotten to Woo, a point preach. in my I life where quiet, quiet, quiet and peace is literally like nirvana for me. I, mm-hmm. I, it, it's, it's like I can go home and be by myself. Now, the guy I ended up finding, you know, the whole at, in, at the end of the rainbow, he's an introvert too. He don't bother me. He don't blow me up. He don't get on my nerves. He don't try to go through my phone. He don't do none of that. Okay. Because I'm exactly like that. And I, that's exactly what I needed in my life. Because I can't have somebody aggravate me. The moment you aggravate me, I'm gone. I shut down. I shut off. Yeah. Yeah, just don't. And, and like, literally. And some people, they'll make a big deal about not hearing from somebody for, you know, five or six hours at a time. He don't. We talk to each other several times a day anyway. At least text message. Um, The only thing that I will say, I have been in situations in the past where the person thought it was okay to go days without talking. Now, no, you can't do that. But... If I don't talk to you for six or seven hours and you don't, nobody called you and told you I was dead, I'm alive, baby. I'm just probably working or spending mm-hmm. time with my friends or something like that. I'm going to get right back to you. And nine times out of ten, I already told you what I'm going to do for today. I, I Brunch with the girls. Uh, me and the kids, we're going to take the boat out to the lake. We're doing something, you know. You you know I'm not just deceased. So, you know, and he, he, he gives me that same energy so I appreciate that because I, I have been with some really jealous people in the past or also the ghosters who think it's okay not to call like two or three days at a time no 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 baby after 24 hours you you fired oh is <laughs> you that ghosting I, had no I need, I need to get like that though ghosting because sometimes I need a me day what is it like I don't want to talk to you today <laughs> I didn't know that no I'm saying ghosting. like <clears throat> I need to get like Mercedes because she's saying like, you know, after 24 hours that she'll let them go. But me, like, I'm okay with going days without talking to you. I'm yeah, okay. I mean, and some people are okay with that too. I, I guess more so for me, like if I look back at my past, anyone who didn't call or text or reach out for 24 hours wasn't a real genuine person anyway. Mm. that was just based on my experience they just didn't oh, really okay. communicate worth the damn or anything like that and really didn't really know how to carry on a conversation couldn't relate to me on anything whatsoever and I actually allowed this guy to ghost me twice well really one time the second time I, he never saw me again never heard from me again but um, after the first time he came back three months later and was like oh I was busy working now I'm free and I can date you the way I'm supposed to and everything goes great for the next six months. He call, he's calling every day, he's texting every day, and every, and I'll be fucking damned if he didn't just disappear again. Mm. <laughs> and and that was back in March. He reappeared in my inbox a week ago saying he missed me. Girl, I hate them. Let me tell you I something. I hate them type of my people. Life, <laughs> my life, I just made a TikTok video about this shit like a week ago. My life, because I have a, I have a relative who I don't listen. No matter what, 
if you have been excused from my life, if you have been taken out of my life, if you walk away from my life, stay your dusty ass gone. I don't you gotta, want you gotta be you gotta be careful with that though, right though, man. You gotta be careful. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't know yeah, if y'all can hear me or not. I don't even know how this shit works. Because Yeah, people, we can hear you. People oh. will people will leave your life and then come back as if they just gonna pick up where they left off. No, where were you? Right, and and, and then I've gotten to a point where it's just like I don't even care where you were. Just stay where you was at. That's where I'm at. Right, right. and 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 with him, I really have a feeling that he went back to his ex. And yeah. I remember him telling me a story. You know how the abuse <laughs> always go back. Girl, tell me why the fuck. No, y'all listen. Listen, Man, tell me are, why are, that, are, are tell we talking me about man or woman? I'm confused now. We're talking about well, men and women that go back. Well, I, yeah, oh, humans, actually. honey. Because men do the same thing that women do sometimes. They'll go back to what they know is a toxic situation just to get their ass kicked again for confirmation. It nah, happens. It's human man. nature. Absolutely. People do it all the time. It's not abnormal. It's just one of those things that people do. I've done it. I've had my male cousins and friends do the shit. And sometimes they'll stay in those situations and break up with a bitch 300 times before they actually leave her alone. And people will make little jokes like, oh, she must have some good pussy. No, maybe he's really in love with this girl and trying to give her a chance. Men do the same dumb shit women do. Men just don't let it be known like that because they don't want to look stupid to their peers, their cousins, their homeboys, whomever, and their their co-workers, any of their friends and any of their male relatives they don't want to look stupid to. So mm. trust me, it's a lot of men out there getting their heart broken just like women are. They just not talking about it. Hold on, y'all. We got a message. Hey, queens. Uh, it's just nice to hang out with ladies. Uh, it's nice to be in good company. Well, Aww, okay. thank you. Hello to you, too. Mm. But yeah, that's just... Is that the kind of men y'all talking about? Right? They just left that message. <laughs> I can't speak on men. What I can say about men is that they were not a good experience for me and it had nothing to do with them particularly. It had to do with the kind of men that I liked and I realized that and I took accountability for that and I got over it. What kind of men do you like though? I like the kind of men that I could control to a degree. Mm. You want you want you you want you want them soft boys. You want them, you want somebody I, soft. Like, I want you to know that you're a man, but I also want you to understand I'll knock your ass the fuck out at the end of the day. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so don't play with now. me because I'm certified. <laughs> certified. That's not a soft man, though. Me. I mean, you said somebody you can sure control. You can get your ass home, though. But yeah, anyway. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> hey, well, like, I think, we've, I think we've all dated some questionable characters in the past. Hmm. Um, most of mine were. Pathological liars, ghosters who always come back, or people or men with too much baby mama bullshit. Though, to be honest with you, I don't, I can't stand a ghoster, I can't stand a liar. But, honey, I would rather tolerate that than somebody with crazy baby mama drama. I don't have time because I, I will don't fight. Have I'm time. quiet, I'm quiet, I don't fuck with nobody. The moment your baby mama comes <laughs> in my face, I'm gonna beat her ass. Again. Let me let me let me ask, let me ask you something. Who just, who just said who, that strong black woman just said that right? Let me ask you something. Describe your your ideal man. I mean, you might already have one right now. I'm just saying. Describe your ideal man. Who? 
me. Whoever whoever was talking last, you know who you was. You was loud as hell. <laughs> well, I'm glad you can hear me now, baby. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you sound like you, for me. You, you I try not. I try not. I, I don't put humans in a box, but what I do expect from a man with all his flaws, because he is human, is to yep. at least have the bare minimal and be able to hold your own. Because Sadie's got her own responsibilities. That's it. Anything yeah. else? I can I can roll with the punches as long as it's not too bad. Now I'm gonna tell you why I'm so strict about the baby mama rule. Me and my baby daddy, we were married for seven years. I got five kids with that man. Oh, wait, uh, and we got five kids okay. with him. So we went through our divorce, and at first we didn't get along. You know, you know how them first by year after the divorce is like, mm-hmm. boy, if you don't come get these kids cussing each other out, now that's my homie. We get along, everything's fine. He's peaceful. He's the type of baby daddy that anybody will want and to be completely honest with you the first two kids ain't even his and he's been raising them since they were three and newborn so but he's a not, great not, dad well, I'm, you let me finish my sentence first okay. so well, what I'm saying is I present is this great black life. man to the next man in my life men always scream I don't want no baby daddy drama I don't want this I want that so guess what you get my peaceful ass ex-husband who don't bother nobody he don't cause no drama none of that do you really think I'm gonna accept your bald headed baby mama running up in my face not absolutely, absolutely the fuck not I'm just not gonna happen yes one or two things are gonna happen I'm gonna let your ass go if you can't control you you bitch. I'm gonna go on a group, go on group on get you a spa treatment. You you excited? You know what? I I got one. I already got. You know what? I'm I already got one paid for my man a... this Saturday. I'm good. Okay. Uh, you, got so you good then? So, all right. So you you got you a good man. If you you know you could then right? He's he's, he's really good. Then why are you so angry now? She's not angry. She you sounds angry to me. No no no. And you know what? You're being stereotypical. Just because I'm loud, don't mean I'm angry, baby. Let's just go ahead and dig. She's dead. not angry. She says she's you know what they hit these you know messages now. Yeah, that's 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 weird to me. People will take oh, someone being just a little bit loud or boisterous as being negative in any type of way. I'm just mm-hmm. getting my point across, and this is how I speak. That's like somebody walking up to a woman, and just because she doesn't smile, they automatically assume that smile, she's angry. Maybe she don't want to fucking smile. smile. So basically, oh, he did exactly uh, what was expected of be minding my business. A man. She's a um, man. Yeah, let's see. We got two messages. Let's go ahead. Um, this is from Darius Cra- Cravens. I've just recently uh, identified as a female, and um, and just just nice to be in just good environment. What is a lot of females, and uh, it's just great. Oh, thank you, Darius. You're so sweet. I like it. Thank you. And this is from JB the Juice. She said five kids. Damn. (laughs) Oh, well. See, that's why it's either you take me or you don't. Like, I I don't care. You five kids, that's fine. But it's somebody else. That's out here. That's. Right, and that's willing to help you take care of those five kids. So, yeah, but men come with more kids than that sometimes. And we accept they black, we accept they black asses. And you know what? This is a, a whole other topic, but we got to touch on our black men at some point since they want to listen. Because, honey, y'all are a handful, and you're in a room full of black women or minority women. It needs uh, there's a lot of things that need to be said. 
Y'all aren't the worst type of man, but Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. Y'all a handful. I'm still rocking with y'all, though. I don't want no pink pink. I <laughs> like they acts in the group. Like, have you dated outside your race? And I'm just like, I haven't, nope. but I thought about it. I say that. I, I have some... definitely wanted to date outside my race. And it it's very irritating on both sides of the spectrum when you're wanting to date outside your race. And you actually do date black women, and then you get this one person who's just adamant. But like, I had a, I had a friend at one time, and she was like, "How you gonna say you like light skinned women over brown skinned women? That's so, that's so racist." First of all, if anything, it would be colorist. So shut up. But even more to the point, light skinned women are still black. Last time I checked, so. Like, what are you talking about? I, for me, I'm like, women, a lot of the races would not exist. You do realize that, right? Like, it's not technically as if I'm going outside my race because she's light skinned. Even if she's like light skinned and she's black and Puerto Rican, she's still black. Like, <laughs> how in the hell? And then you also have to take into like cultural backgrounds. Yes, I am black. I'm going to do my ancestry DNA to see what the hell it really is. But yes, at the end of the day, you look at me, I'm black. Um, I grew up in Spanish culture, so of course I like Puerto Rican people. Of course I like Puerto Rican women. When I was in Jamaica, of course I like Puerto Rican men, because that is the culture I grew up in. That don't have nothing to do with the fact that women are black or not black. It's just as simple as me growing up in an area full of Spanish people. <laughs> I, I don't feel like my my upbringing and where I grew up really influenced what I'm attracted to. I'm more attracted to the mindset and being able to relate to someone. And I don't care if a black man is light skinned or dark skinned. I can relate to him a whole lot better than I can relate to Brad or whomever else. I, I or, just, it's just it's just it's just or or um I don't know whoever else some Tony. Asian guy. Mm, you got some black Tonys. Not too many black brads, but um, some Asian guy, <laughs> Kim, somebody. I don't know. Kim June. <laughs> oh, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> Kim June from, from around the corner. Yeah, yeah, so. Um, <laughs> yeah, or, or that one guy with the American first name, Asian last name, James Wynn. Spell with the N. It's weird. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I just <laughs> so yeah, I I just can relate to my black man more. Um, that's what raised me, that's what I'm used to, that's what I'm most attracted to. And to be completely honest with you, if I can't relate to that black man on nothing else but our blackness, I'd rather give that a chance than anything else. Because I I don't have time for the racism or the bullshit. Or any of that, and the crazy part, my my great grandma, she was from Cuba, so there's some Hispanic heritage in there somewhere. Um, I'm pretty sure by the time I got down to my lineage, it's pretty thin now, but it, it, it's enough where I it, I got to live that, you know, growing up or whatever, because she was definitely alive most of my life. But um, so I don't count out my brown family either. But that's that's where it stops for me. I'm white, Asian, any other culture outside of black or brown it just does nothing for me and some people might consider that racist but i'm not about to label something that i'm not attracted to it's not racist it's preference racist right. would be like you hate 
X, Y, and Z. There. Oh, I don't hate white boys at all. But I, I know, but I'm ones. telling you what racism would be in that context. Yeah. But that right. people always try to blur the lines with it. What about you, though? Shane? But see, the thing is, as as far as what dating outside your race. Um, first of all, I've never been on a date. I'm 34. I've never been on a date. Um, hold on, wait, stop. You that's not been? nearly as uncommon as you think it is. Trust and believe me when so, I tell you. Okay, so the past relationships that I have had have always been we're friends, we get to know each other, and then one day we just introduce y'all fucking. Of, no, no. <laughs> one day, one day we introduce the idea of the concept of making it easy, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's what it is. But it's never where I'm out minding my business. A stranger sees me. We have a conversation. We exchange numbers. We have a phone call, and then we initiate going out to eat or going out to do something together to get to. Eat. I've never had that. So, so you've never been in a relationship? I've been in a relationship. Yeah, she said she's been in it, but she, how she. Yeah, cut. Yeah, you cut out for a minute um, okay. when I was so, getting out of my car. Yeah. So how I got to know them was through the friendship and observing them as, okay, I know that person. I know they work here. We talk. Da, 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 da. It was like It was like getting to know somebody on my terms where it was a safe space. And then I initiated or they initiated us being something more and then we agreed to it. It was never a stranger getting to know a stranger. I'm dating somebody. Now we're exclusive and now we're in a relationship. I've never had that. You know what I'm saying? So for me now that I have two kids and I don't want any more kids and I'm slightly unsure if I want to be married, I would be open to dating outside my race because I feel like race doesn't depict if a person is good or not. If a person That's right. is harder or not, if a person is more cultured or not, if a person um, will do right by you or you could do right by that person or y'all could teach each other different things from y'all cultures. Mm-hmm. I'm open to it because I think I, I'm, I'm just at an age where 34 and having a multiracial family and, 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 and nieces and nephews that are multiracial, it would be ignorant of me to be like, absolutely not. They have to be black. Well, what the fuck is black? Black is nothing. Because they only give us black because they don't want to research where the fuck we're from or who we are. And it's Mm -hmm. because if you go to another country and those people that have your skin tone ask you, so where is your family from? And you say United States. And they say, no, where is your family from? The answer is really, I don't know. Listen, I know, but that's the reality. You don't know. Some people don't know, but some people do. They're asking you, what is your ethnicity? Where is your origin of your family from? And that is the lazy way of Americans saying, we don't give a fuck about black people. Let's just tell them that they're black. Because an Italian person would be like, I'm Italian or I'm Irish or my family's from England or we're from Austria or they have such, they'll tell you what they are. But mm-hmm. America just always takes the lazy route. And then people who really want to know who they are and what their family and their heritage is will mm-hmm. do the and find that out. And I think this mindset of, oh, no, the skin color of who I'm going to be with has to be this. And that's how I know it's true or not. 
ain't nobody on earth right now in this century 100% anything. You can't tell me shit. There's nobody, right? And so I feel like that's an ignorant concept today in 2021 to be like, oh no, they got to be the same skin color as me. Well, just like men can open their mouths and say they have preferences when they choose white women over Puerto Rican, I mean, white women and Puerto Rican women over black women um, for whatever reason. I think everybody has that choice to have their preference. And it's just what I'm attracted to. No matter what society tells me, I know what I prefer. I know what I I can relate to best. And I'm never going to put myself in an uncomfortable situation where I'm with someone just, just, you know, trying to avoid coming across as what people would consider prejudice. I don't care. I'm going to be what I'm attracted to. Be with what I'm attracted to. <laughs> Who you're attracted to. So this whole concept, even back in the 50s or the 60s where, you know, don't don't look at you know a black girl in a um admiring way don't tell her she's pretty mm-hmm. and you still had white boys wanting to hug on black girls or you still mm-hmm. have white men white men who are racist talking about they don't want to mix their communities had black children mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and so this concept of yes i i don't like them because they're this skin color it's an illusion and it's ignorance and it keeps people of different cultures in this merry-go-round of bullshit and no growth while other ethnicities are out here growing and flourishing why the mm-hmm. fuck are we talking about skin color in 2021 oh they still talking about it yeah. I just hate that we talking about it <laughs> I'm gonna say I've always I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell y'all like I've always like I always liked it white boys like even like it was I I want to say like it started in middle school and I don't know where it came I mean I had okay so I had my reasons as to why I wanted to date a white dude and possibly have a baby with a white dude, but now that I am older mm-hmm. <laughs> and now wiser, it was just like that's just some dumb shit you would say when you're probably like 14, 15 because I remember the reason being... Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead what you was going to say. I remember being like a little girl on the playground with my friends and be like, ooh, you know, I want to talk to him because he has pretty eyes. Or he has pretty hair. Yeah! Like, see, my oh. whole thing, that's exactly and that's, I'm going to tell y'all like, that's possibly why I wanted to have a baby by a white man, not no, not saying at this time, I don't know what the course is my hair is like because why? My mama's throwing perms in my head. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, and then when I became natural, I'm like, shit, I, I got good hair. My kids got my, they shit from me. You know, that's, like. <laughs> well, that's the innocence. That's the innocence of adolescence. Most of what you just said is what, you know, we don't pay attention to as kids because kids aren't supposed to care about things like hair texture and skin color. Mm-hmm. It's not until you become an adult when those things become apparent in society. That's when things change. But that's you know, why my best with well, my closest white homeboy we're not friends anymore because of that so those things are reality for some it may not be a reality for everybody but also i live in south carolina i don't know where everybody else is from but i've definitely dealt with some racism over the years and i'm not even a dark-skinned woman and and i still deal with a lot and i'm just i'm fine with that like it is what it is it's not it's, it's a part of life for most black people but it's just 
it's just the reality of it. Two, this is, okay, there's prejudice everywhere. Okay, two things. Okay, I have two daughters, and both of their fathers are quote unquote American black men. But the reality is they have not traced their lineage to really understand who they are, right? But their features, one, you can see that they have like very um, Indian Middle Eastern features, right? Mm -hmm. I see them. Hair is different. It's straight. It's darker. It's, It's a lot of things are more prominent. But again, he doesn't know his father on that level, and his mother dappled in drugs. When, so his mom was black for sure, right, right? But he grew up in Philly, right? And he was raised by Rastas. Okay, then you have the other one who was born and raised in Milwaukee. All he know is United States, and he got family here, and some of his cousins are Jamaican. Primarily, both of my parents are Jamaican, right? Oh, but okay. a Jamaican doesn't mean you're black. You can have Asian Jamaicans. You can have white Jamaicans. You can have yeah. I've learned that Jamaican. by watching um, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Sorry to interrupt you, but I just had to not right. Hollywood, but Miami. Love and Hip Hop Miami. Right. I've learned that. So now I have two daughters, and when people look at my daughters, I had a Hispanic man on a train. When my daughter was two years old, tell me that her father is not a black man. Her father is uh, either Puerto Rican or Mexican. Mm. I said, no. I said her father is a quote unquote black man. And 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 I don't I can't tell you that his father is fully black because he doesn't know his father, you know what I'm saying? But if you if the cops is chasing him, it's a black man on foot, he's five foot nine, da 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 da, right? The mm-hmm. next one, her hair consistency and her skin tone, if you put her next to a uh, biracial child where the mother might be white or father and the other might be a black woman, whatever that is, right? They, You would say my child is biracial, but both of her parents, quote unquote, look black and her hair is very tight, curly, not like her sisters and very light brown. Where the fuck did she get that from? I don't know, but it's called something like genetics. And maybe it'll it'll skip. And maybe she's getting something from his side of the family or mine. You don't know. And this whole thing to choose people by how they look to say, I want that because I want my kids to look like this. Your kid will come out completely different. So that's why I'm just not stuck on, I'm only dating this or I will only talk to this because I have no goals on procreating anymore so that man could be short fat tall pink green purple white brown orange i don't care because who you are is not going to affect me generation wise mm-hmm. as far as what my people will look like or what your people will look like i'm really looking for her man for a man who's already a father to his own kids from past relationships that would would like to retire in like 10 years and would like to set his kids up and does not want more kids but he does want peace the whole goal is peace my episode for she gets gets it that's dropping tomorrow is the goal has always been peace and a lot of people don't understand that and until you seek out someone who equally wants peace just like you you're always going to run into small bullshit ass issues 
I'm I'm okay. Listen. I'm still here, y'all. I'm working on my y'all got me talking about DNA and stuff and I'm way ancestry. Because I'm worth the king and like I wanted to like do this because I come from a family full of like petty criminals and liars on my father's side and you can't trust them. So mm-hmm. you can't really get the origin from my father's side. But I have a very famous last name and everybody's always asking me like well are you European and I'm like I don't know I don't know if I'm related to Napoleon I don't know listen so there's a- <laughs> I did this for my own purposes like yeah I need to know because I'm really tired of- I even had a teacher talk to me only in French and I'm like I don't understand French like sure. you really whatever the hell you talking about I don't know what you're saying can you please talk to me in English like <laughs> I've always been fond of the last names that end in ski. I'm just like, why can't I get a ski? I would like to be a Zemaruski. Ski means love in in uh, in that language, as a matter of fact. But like, you just know, like when you see the last name uh, ski, you know, like that's not a black man or that's not a black woman. Like, we don't have no last names for quote unquote black people where we'd be like, oh, they definitely black. Because um, Johnson Jones. Well, see, Johnson and Jones is also interchangeable. So right, but but it's not like oh, that's definitely a black person because I've seen white most, people. Most black people identifiable by their uh, identifiable by their first names typically. Because yeah, we do have unique, unique names. Johnson, but his first name is Jalil. It's probably listen. It's, <laughs> or he's the child is either black or biracial every time. Listen, mm-hmm. in 2021, you can find you a Keisha that's white. You can find you yeah, that's true. Like, like you can't even rely on that no more. So I'm just like, you know, where is where is our thing, and where is your family's thing, and and what are you? giving your children as far as like stories and and these are the facts these are your history because a lot of people don't have grandparents anymore great grandparents is something that's really rare and to me it's kind of like these kids i feel like these kids and how they buck wild is because they have no identity well i I feel like grandmas today are i'm not even gonna say a lot younger because people when people say that they forget that some of our grandparents we're getting married at 14 to 16 years old back in the day. Right. So I'm not going to say these grandparents today are younger, but they are left with a lot more responsibility and a lot more to take care of the household, whether it be by themselves. Um, there's been a shift in not, you know, statistically, it's not a complete shift, but there has been a shift in men in the household. Like back in the day, grandma would deal with whatever to keep mm-hmm. up and have, keep her family together. And he could, the girl that had three kids by the girls down the girl down the street, and she's still with grandpa. But yeah. nowadays, women are, to, in my opinion, They're I'm not, not saying grandma wasn't strong. Not, I'm not saying grandma wasn't strong. <laughs> Clearly, she was. Even maybe even a little dizzy. But but uh, nowadays, women ain't dealing with that. It's too many right. other men out here, and we have everything from technology to so many other things to be able to replace. A dummy, we don't have to deal with that very, very long like grandma did. Or what grandma was willing to after she popped out 11 kids for this man. It's not like that today. So, um, yeah, that's where, you know, that, that shift comes in, just in my opinion. 
I agree with that. I I literally not too long ago did a video about this, and I was watching it. It it came about to me because um a woman was talking about how older women are very disrespectful when it comes to like the generations beneath them and all of this. And like I was watching another yep. TikTok gen, uh, lady, and she was saying that she doesn't feel as if it's generational curses. She feels as if it's generational jealousy, and that made me think like, yeah, you're absolutely right about that because. Mm-hmm. You had to deal with Frank having kids with Bertha May and a whole other family across town with my with Ali Sue, and we're not dealing with that BS no more. You got me t- right. I will beat you up and beat up. like, you- <laughs> honey, <laughs> we have our own money and her and whoever else. Like, I don't, I don't have to deal with this. And then the problem with that is because I realized. They didn't have the same life expectancy or privileges that we have now. Yeah. They don't have the same ability to hold those men accountable like we do now because we have a longer life expectancy. So we don't have to deal with that bullshit. <laughs> you weren't expected to live past like the fifties. It was like not a thing. So <laughs> really, like, especially now with tuberculosis and you know, people not trusting doctors and you got all kinds of like things going on things are happening you got wars and you got police killing you and just it just you did not live if you lived to be 50 anything it was a blessing but now it's just like you could be 112 you see what i'm saying like our life expectancy is longer and because of inflation we're not procreating because we really just can't afford it Mm. yeah the millennial generation it doesn't we don't well, me clearly, I I contributed, it. but a lot of us aren't having kids like that because you can't afford, like you said, can't afford it in this economy. Our mental health, really, honestly, a lot more prevalent now. Like everybody is always on watch for you know what what any type of anything that can shift your mental stability. If you're not ready for a child mentally, don't have one. Or if you're not ready for that job mentally, don't take it. We, we I feel like we have a lot more self-care when it comes down to being in relationships or living life day-to-day than our grandma did. And even more to me than our moms did. They just put yeah. their heads down and worked and took whatever and survived life. Now, we're going to survive. And took advantage of the system. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight. And there's going to be no takeaway from this generation of women. We mm-hmm. are more educated. You know, unfortunately, there's a total different disadvantages for black women back in the day I understand that but nowadays you know we we start our businesses it's easier to get certain certifications for us because of technology and so many other things so yeah I I would hate to assume that the previous generation feels some type of way about us but if they do I mean we just been rolling with the punches and taking life as it comes and every advancement as it is we can't really relate to you know the old pen and paper lifestyle our parents had back in the day. So, well, I'm going to say grandparents because my I think my mama, you know, the ones born in the 60s, 70s, they're a little bit closer to where we are, um, you know, being born in the 80s and 90s or whenever than my grandparents born back in the 30s may have been. So I think she's a little bit more in touch with this generation. But, yeah. Yeah. And you're right, grandparents aren't around anymore. I'm down to one out of four grandparents. So it's not even so okay. much that grandparents aren't around anymore. It's more so that genuine grandparents aren't around anymore because you are basically a grandma at 30. 
So it's not that. Sweet. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. Is that grandma is still trying to be twenty two? Mm-hmm. Okay, she's still trying to drop it like it's hot with a bed. My grandma is sixty seven. <laughs> my grandma is sixty seven, and she and and she still be dropping it like it's hot. So, like the way that people talk about her grandma, not to discredit my grandma in any you know way, shape, or form, because we did spend time with her, but she was still one of those that will put on some net fish stockings and a mini skirt with a tank top on and we'll go out to somebody's club and we'll get down with the get down. Knees ain't hurting worth for them. And it's just like, <laughs> grandma, like just to hear how everybody else talk about their grandma, like, oh, you know, we, we did this. She showed me how to cook this. And then I was like, well, damn, you know, <laughs> my grandma didn't show me that more than likely we was probably in the club together or something not going together but just seeing her there so it's just like yeah my homegirl that I know I got a couple of homegirls they grandmas now and I'm getting to thinking like you know not not so much of that's what you get but it's just like damn that's what because you had them early. And it's just like, I kind of sort of did my mama that way too. I made my mama grandma when she was around about 34, 35-ish. So it's just like, I guess that's what happens if you have them at a young age. Or, you know, just to build some morals within, not saying that they don't have any morals if they were to get pregnant early. So let me go ahead and put that out there. However, steering them right or whatever will allow for that to, you know, have open conversation with your kids about, you know, the, I guess, like, what, the birds and the bees or whatever. Um, and me, I, personally, go ahead. I, I feel like sex education is still something that's necessary, but it's got to start at home because these kids nowadays, it seems like they have sex way more than we did when we were teenagers. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. like babies having babies on every corner. It was frowned upon back in the day. <laughs> if you saw a girl, if you saw a girl pregnant in school, she ended up what, like at a vocational school or something like that. You never saw her again. But Let it was only like one, two, or three. When I went to high school in Florida, the school needed updating, and the school had ten trailers near the football field, and those trailers were for the girls who are teenagers pregnant in school where they had a daycare on campus. Many Florida schools had that. So to me, yeah, okay, I understand that you want these kids to finish high school and you want their children to have somewhere to be and then you give them like a, um, uh, what do you call that? Uh, Electives to have child daycare. And they can use that to possibly work in a daycare after they graduate or whatever. But you're giving teenagers the green light to be like, okay, if I have sex and I get pregnant, I can still go to school and finish and I could just have them go here. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I didn't understand why you're giving them such an ease to make it feel like it's okay to have them carry it out this way. But with technology comes more work for parents to do the work at home like you said you need to be telling your children about their bodies at two three four five Mm -hmm. but this new concept of 
exploiting children and having cartoons do sexual innuendos for kids where nobody told me this was going to be in this episode. Nobody told me that the writers for this show were doing this or saying this or having a whole cartoon series based on kids in puberty and feeling themselves and stuff. And that's this is where children are seeing it for the first time. And then even if I'm a parent, I'm just like, absolutely not. I'm not having this. You're not having this channel. I'm uh, doing limits on the internet. Kids have access to everything now. So I remember porn being so like out the window for me. I don't know what that is because I don't go in the convenience store to that section, you know, by myself. I'm too young. Or I don't have anybody around me that has VHSs and um, I don't have anybody around me that has dirty magazines, but I'm the youngest of five boys and I'm the only girl. So eventually my brothers became teenagers and I saw those magazines, right? But mm-hmm. if having the discussion with your children about this is not the everyday woman or this is not the everyday man and this is not the proper way to conduct yourself or wear clothing, you got six-year-olds. I just came from the nail salon. There was a eight-year-old and a 12-year-old with their mom at the nail salon getting their toes and their hands done with iPhones, and they can browse through anything they want on that phone. And my thing is this. If you feel like you telling your child, no, you can't do this and no, you can't do that, and they're not doing it or they don't have access access to it, you're a goddamn fool. Tell Mm -hmm. them, because I have two daughters, and when I'm taking a shower and I come out and they bust in the room, and they be like, mom, you, your butt got a haircut. I was like, what you <laughs> last time I saw it, you didn't have all that. You didn't have, you had a lot more hair on it. And now there's not a lot of hair on it. Is mine going to have hair on it? First of all, I need to explain to you that this is not called a front butt. She calls it a front butt. It's not called oh. a front butt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot of people be like... The innocence of children. <laughs> a lot of people be like, oh, you're not supposed to be naked in front of your children and you're not supposed to do... So how, how are they supposed to know who they are? And how are they supposed to be comfortable enough to come to you and be like, mom, what is this? This mm-hmm. Or this happened. Or somebody did this. Or how are they going to explain to you somebody being inappropriate? You have to be open with them. And I'm purposely open with my kids because when I was younger, I was molested for years. And my mom mom told me that... Sorry to hear that. Listen, my mom told me that after she divorced my dad, she refused to date because she didn't want to bring any man that would be questionable around me as a little girl. But at the same time, her feeling like she was basically putting herself on pause up until now i'm 34 years old my mom just started dating and she she gonna be 69 on monday you know what i'm saying you wasted your whole life thinking you protecting your child and the person that's really fucking your child up is someone you're related to for years you know what i'm saying and this is a thing like as much as i would like to protect my kids all their life, I don't have it. So all I have to do is give them the tools so they can protect themselves when I'm not around. And so, you know, you can't play protection shield all the time when it comes to your kids. So I think it's very important to act like you know 
that there are creeps out here to act like you have the technology to look up all the sexual predators in your area because they have apps for that. I have an app on my phone right now. Put my address in it. It will tell me the house, the face, the charges, where, what the street is at, what the house is at, and who's that sexual predator and what did they do. So I know, you know, when to keep my head on a swivel. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. The paintings that I have in my room, I have a painting of different types of boobs. I have a painting of a woman in her underwear. I have paintings of faces. I have paintings of that. You can okay. My kids can ask me anything, right? You know, and I'm just at a point now where my daughters are four and seven because my youngest one is into boobs. I just started putting my boobs up because the little girl, she getting too frisky. And I'm just like, you know, you can't do this to nobody, right? You know, this right. Is- I have to tell my son that, Shan. He'll it's hard. Like, you know, this is harassment, right? <laughs> right. So her, dad, her, dad, her dad was like, can you please put your titties up? Because I don't want her feeling like that's okay for her to just go up to people and, and tap them. And she tells me, I just like to be because they're so cute. But I just think it's very important that you give your children the space to ask you questions because if you don't ask them, they're going to ask the internet or they're going to ask somebody that's going to do something to them. Right. Right. I actually got into an argument with a gentleman on here a few, uh, probably closer to the beginning of the app coming out. And uh, it was just like, okay, I get that you want to raise your children a certain way, but the way that you want to raise them, the only way you're going to be able to raise them like that is if you move to an island and cut yourself off. Listen. At the end of the day, because his argument was, okay, my daughter is three years old. Right. And I don't want to have to teach her about trans people. Don't you think she going to learn that from somebody who's probably going to use that fact that she doesn't know anything about trans people as a form of manipulation to get her to believe whatever it is that they want her to believe? And now you got your three-year-old who is now seven, eight, nine, 12, 15, 17, running around in the streets, having sexual relations with trans people and paying a pimp because you refuse to acknowledge their existence and explain this to them that this is, if you don't feel it's normal, fine. This is normal in this day and age. And this is what this is. And this is how this works. And blah, 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 blah. You don't have to talk to her now. She's three. But at the end of the day, you do have to have that conversation. Because yeah. if you don't have that conversation, then someone else is going to have that conversation. And right. that's all I'm trying to get you to understand. The last thing that you want is for your daughter to find some form of resentment against you because that's going to happen anyway because that's what happens to parents. Sorry. Um, about that specific thing because they feel like you lied to them your their whole life that men and women are just men and women. Now she ran to Florida somewhere. Mm. <sighs> And ran into a trans person and she don't even know what trans nothing is. Because you want to live in a state of oblivion. How is that fair to you or your child? It's not. I didn't say that you have to have a conversation with her. Now she's three years old. And don't get me wrong, if you do childhood cognizance, then you understand that certain things are prevalent. But she's three. Let her be three. Let her be four. Let her be five. Let her be six. When she serves seven, you're going to have to man the fuck up 
okay, because by that time she's probably grade school, preschool, something. She's somewhere, okay? And at the end of the day, the last thing you want is the streets getting to your kids because they're not going to come back the way you raised them. Or the internet. Even worse. Listen, you told me that this is the outer hole, but I saw such as that. Yep. That's what it is. It's the big, big bitch. That's what it is. You, and you're mad because she came to you with this because you didn't tell her. <laughs> my kid, my four year old knows how to use Instagram. I'm going to just say it like that. <laughs> I, well, keep him off of TikTok. That's all I care. <laughs> she, she doesn't have a phone. She doesn't, I don't give her my phone all the time, but I was at my desk working today and she just came over and she was like, oh, that's cute. I like that baby. Hearted. Go up to the top. Flip it. Go to the next thing. Who's this? Oh, that's such and such. Go to this. Like the way they move through screens, Mm -hmm. they are not us, right? So Mm -hmm. don't think, oh, I didn't do that until this time. So I'm not going to do that with my kid until this time. You're going to be late, honey. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Be late. Well, I guess the moral of the story is catch your kids up because I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I, you know, you got to let them know what's going on. I mean, me personally, I walk, it's my house. I pay the bills. I walk around here how I want to walk around here. You know, my son got questions. I'm going to answer them. My daughter got questions even about, you know, anything with her. You know, I'm going to answer them because that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm not going to allow for her to be like, well, wait till you take sex ed. And no, like, what you want to know? And I'll be straight up blunt when it be like, girl, you know, I with her being a teenager, you know, in the way that, you know, things are being pushed out here on our kids, I have to ask her some some questions sometimes in regards like you know you don't do you not know do you like girls no this is not black okay because it's just you know it's out here now and she has she know people that you know um that are in a relationship with each other of the same sex so it's just like you know I'm just asking you can be open with me or anything in that matter, just know, you know, I just got to let you know, you know, I ain't going to love you any different because of that. I just want to know for myself. So I just want you to know that you can be open with me just as well. I, I can be open with you my and girl, everybody. My six-year-old was camp last year and she said some girl at the camp was like, um, you want to be my girlfriend. My six-year-old knew what that was. And she was like, I can't be a girlfriend. I'm a girl. You know what I'm saying? And so now, fast forward, her dad has a daughter that's um, younger than her. And it was her birthday, I think, two days ago. And before she got off the phone, FaceTime with her, she was like, I love you, Anya. And she was like, oh. And then she was like, bye. And she just hung up. And she's like, that was awkward. I said, why was that awkward? She was like, because you can't love a girl. I said, that's your sister. You can love her like you care about her. But it doesn't have love has many meanings. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be in that way. And so it's important for you to have these conversations because these kids ain't dumb. They not dumb. They not? Not at all. Not we got at messages, all. y'all. Let's go ahead and handle. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I like coochie, man. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're glad that you like coochie. 
Well, y'all, I do want to thank y'all so much for coming through and chopping it up with me. I do see that we did go a little bit over what I said, but I'm so, so happy that we were able to have this conversation. Um, I definitely do want to take time to chop it up with you all again. Um, and like I said, I will make time for that if you all are down. Um, right right now, you know, had death in the family yesterday, so it's just going to uh. take me a while to actually just bounce back in regards like with a lot of things, but I would definitely be keeping y'all posted because I want to do this again. Alright, All right, well, for me, like, my schedule changes every six weeks, so yeah, just let me know, but um, because I'm in school right now, but I do, you know, extend my condolences to the Los Angeles family member. I know how difficult that can be. <laughs> They still having to go through life, so yeah, yep. Hmm. We got one. Just hit my DM, you know how I will. Thanks, China. It was nice to meet you, girl. I'm out here all the time. You see me just pop through and say hello. See, I'm a ghost, I'm a stereo ghost because I'll be on here, but then I won't be on here. Like, you'll probably catch me in Cheesecake Live more often than not, Miss Cheesecake, or like, I'll be on. Instagram live with heavy my heads, but like I don't really, I do the podcasting, but then I don't. Okay. I'll be having too much going on in my life. On, I put it down for the fact that I'm going to school now. So on Wednesdays and Saturdays, I'm usually on here with Greg doing Loudmouth Stereo. So we do a show like at 9 30 or later. Um, okay. Outside of that, I might be on here with Baylor um, from BTG for President. Or uh, Drake from Everything Culture. So I'd be on here. Or if you follow my Instagram page at She Gets a Pod, you'll see everything that I be doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I stay busy. We got one more. Oh, I don't. That's fine. It's okay. Yeah, that's that's not. Um, <laughs> we gonna wrap this up and call it night. Who is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, don't lie. Don't even worry about it. You can either check out Miss Cheesecake because I believe she's still live, or you can check out Aries Baby because I believe she's still live. Hers was started a half an hour ago. Good night. <laughs> I'm going to watch anime. I'm not. <laughs> well, y'all ladies have a good night. And again, thank y'all. And I will be talking to y'all later. Peace out. Bye bye. Bye.